You are listening to Around Comics, episode 249, brought to you by InStockTrades.com and Netflix. Chicago, this is Around Comics, the comic culture podcast, where each week our revolving panel of guests talk about everything in and around the world of comic books and comics culture. And Around Comics is recorded at Dark Tower Comics and Collectibles, located at 4835 Northwestern Avenue in Chicago. If you are in the area, please drop by. Hey there, folks. Christopher Neesman here. Let's get you introduced to this week's panel. Uh, first of all, as always, Mr. Tom Caters. Hi, how are you? I'm all right. Uh, you know, fresh off your bachelor party. Yeah, had a good time. I'm still recovering a little bit, but uh, I didn't even I didn't outlast you. No, I stayed up until six in the morning. You have um, it's a hot mic. You have you have yes, <laughs> hot mic. I'm turning <laughs> hot you down. mic. You have you have younger legs than than I do. You can run much farther. You have the legs of a ninety year old man. <laughs> And I drink literally like one, do. too. Yeah, yeah, and literally. Like one, too. You see Chris in shorts. It's like, ugh. It's like the Crypt Keeper wearing shorts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next, a uh, longtime listener uh, of the show and uh, a forumite and a volunteer at Windy City Comic Con, Mr. Rick Hansen. I am new. Yes. <laughs> fanboy and the premises. Oh, don't don't say that. People think this is iFanboy and nobody wants that. Oh, I have to pretend to be fresh and professional now. <laughs> yes. iFanboy would never let one of its listeners participate in their <laughs> show up no. in their ivory tower. No, you have to write you have to write for their website first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Ron and Josh and Connor. We love you. Uh, and our special guest this week is uh, the creator of Hackslash. You've seen his work in Exiles and G.I. Joe and Forgotten Realms and all other sorts of stuff, and uh, soon to be on uh, Wildcats. That's right. Wildcats! Wildcats. Man, oh, you mentioned G.I. Joe, and then I thought of that movie, which I finally saw. Uh-huh. And that was, yeah. it made me sad. I gotta get off that thought process. More beer. Oh, more <laughs> drink, yeah. drink. And G.I. Yes. Joe broke your heart. Yeah. Mm. Kicked it in the face. Yes. Kicked my heart right in the face. The, uh, the supplier of the Southampton uh, Public House Pumpkin Ale <laughs> is Mr. Uh, Tim Seeley. Yeah. I'll always grab something kind of fruity. I don't know what makes a sorry. I almost snorted. That's gonna be that. on your. It's gonna be on your tombstone. <laughs> always grab Tim Seeley always grabs something kind of fruity. Somewhere Harvey Firestein is saying, "Well, you know, <laughs> yeah, put course. me in line." <laughs> of course. Well, Tim, uh, welcome back. It is always good to have you on the show. Thank you, sir. Good, good to hear. Good, good to be here. Right. I had to walk all the way from my house past the only uh, liquor store, and that's what they had. Car- so. Cardinal liquor. Yeah. So yeah. this is what you get. The two blocks that we separate us. This this is the liquor you get. We'll see that. Um, well, hey, that that that's that's a mark of Chicago. There is that it was your only choice, and you still come with like this premium, yeah. premium tasty. Ta- and it, whoa, it, it, whoa, 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 whoa! Let's not keep saying their name for free. <laughs> <laughs> come on, the premium pumpkin ale. All right, uh, before we get rolling here, I want to remind everyone that this episode, as always, is brought to you by InStockTrades.com. We're waiting for the trade has never been easier. InStockTrades.com is your source for all sorts of collected editions, including trade paperbacks, deluxe hardcovers, showcases, essentials, omnibus editions, absolute editions, and more, all at great discounted prices. 
And uh, right now, you can pick up our book club selection, and uh, hand-selected by Mr. Tom Caters. Yes. It is the JLA Avengers trade paperback, and it is available oh, at in-stock it's, trades it's, it's for fun. a phenomenal 47% off the cover price. It is just $10.59. It's, it's, it's a crime how cheap that is. It's also very good. It's, see, see how I queued up those you, sirens? said you were not going to call. <laughs> <laughs> the cops. And remember that yeah. that all orders over $50 do, in fact, ship for free. And I think we're going to record that episode in two weeks. Okay. Um, yeah, I get married next weekend. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. <laughs> honeymoon night? No, honey. I'll no, no. So you, I have to read this. You and Chris Tabor on the same you, schedule. Because <laughs> Tabor's bachelor party was this weekend. And ah. he gets married next weekend. So you guys are on the exact same schedule. What day is he getting married? The 5th. Oh, thank goodness. Is that Saturday, mm. right? That's Saturday. Yeah. I'm getting married on Sunday. I don't I I think it'd be like a bad like <laughs> omen if I got married the same day as Tabor. Did you did you uh did you stay up till six in the morning last Saturday? Because that's what we did. Yeah. Oh see, we were on the same schedule. Yeah. yeah. I'm surprised we didn't run into each other. We were in Wisconsin Dells and we were mostly Whoa. at six yeah. in the morning. Yeah, well <laughs> the strip clubs are only open until two thirty, so we sat yeah. in a hotel room and Drank, I guess so. Yeah. Wow. So you went to? Did you drive through Wisconsin Dells? Did you get to see the up down upside down building, like that place called Top Secret? I, no, you know what? Everybody said that it sucks because I was like, "What?" Rick and I are just fucking looking at each other. No, like, I knew not to go inside. I knew not to go inside because I knew it could not be better than just the shock of like <laughs> this place has got to suck. <laughs> I am ashamedly too familiar with Top Secret. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, in Milwaukee? Yeah, I've heard that place is awesome. But um, it's not upside down in Marky though. Mm-mm. No, see, well, we no, were, I mean, it's a bachelor party, so that wasn't going to do places it. you go to where they they suspend gravity. Well, uh, what is that place? The the mystery zone. What? Wow, yeah, this place where they've got everything uh, on a hill. So you go into a cabin and you're standing on a hill. So you know the cabin looks it looks like you're you're. Like like gravity isn't working in that place. What? How's that work? Are they dropping it off the hill? Like well, they, they <laughs> say, like a vomit coming. They say there's cabin? magnetic iron ore in the in the uh, hillside itself. But it's like it's, a fucking comic book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Doctor. That's a Doctor Who. It's a know. whole Doctor Who episode. I don't know if at my bachelor party I want like my ideas about how the universe works to be questioned. That you know, like <laughs> yeah. like I'm gonna go back to my relationship and be. I went to this. Gravity doesn't work all the time. I, don't I had an upside down lap dance. We can't get married. We have to rethink this. I don't know. I didn't know that was available. I didn't know that was an option. She ground on me with her head. I didn't know that would work. Honey, I got this great idea for our honeymoon. It's an upside down building. Gravity doesn't work. It's Fill in the blanks. Um... Last note, uh, music for this episode. I'm going back to my uh, my indie college roots for this one. Uh, music is uh, featuring uh, Pixies. Oh, oh okay. I can I can Mr. I can Frank get behind Black that. on your side. It is. Uh, What'd you play? Um, he hasn't decided yet. Probably haven't decided. Um, nothing you've ever heard of. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> well, you really are going back <laughs> to your indie <laughs> college roots. I, th- I think I'm actually gonna gonna start at the end and uh, and play a little UMass. To kick it off and nice. and maybe work backwards through uh, Bossa Nova and then Doolittle and Surfer Rosa. I might wow. even you know freak out and play some. You know, when, uh, when some we were, uh, uh, um, what was the, their first one? Is uh, um, I forget. 
I'm from oh. the iPod generation. I don't even know what <laughs> albums are anymore. Come on, come on, Pilgrim. Sorry, there, come on. Were there Pil- uh, yeah. singles? Come on, Pilgrim. Was we were kids one. when, um, you know, I, I didn't have an older brother, but my buddy did, and he was in college. So we would go over to my buddy's house, and he'd have all these like crazy shit, like that Surfer Rosa album, which had a mm-hmm. naked girl on the cover, which yeah. we were like, "This is the greatest thing ever." Did you masturbate to it? <laughs> of course. But uh, <laughs> there was that one song. It's like it starts. Yeah. You know, Tony's theme. That song starts out like this song about a superhero named Tony. And we're like, "What? This is so great!" Like we would quote this. <laughs> And for years, I had no idea what the hell that was because it was just like two 12-year-old kids finding some like 19-year-old college kids record collection, like not knowing that it was, you know, the fucking Pixies. But yeah. Love the so years, every time we go like out to a party or something, we'd be like, this is Tony theme. You know? <laughs> song about a superhero. Yeah. Well, I'll have to play some Tony's theme now. So there you go. Pixies, one of my one of my favorite all-time bands. And uh, actually, I saw them. Uh, I was lucky enough to, you know, because there's, you know, those bands out there that you're like, I wish I had seen them in their in their prime or, oh, sure. or before the reunion tours. And I did see them on the Tromplemont tour down at uh, down in Carbondale at Triac Auditorium. And that was, uh, yeah, I was young. Did you get hammered before the show? Got hammered before the show. Well, yeah, yeah, hammered. Did you shoot yourself? (laughs) It was, it was that good. Uh, But then uh, two years ago, last year, something like that, saw him on their reunion tour at the Aragon. So did I. It was good. Which night were you there? I Uh, don't remember. I was there for the uh, the urge urge overkill night. No, Uh, I wanted to go to the night where urge overkill played, but I went to night where some band I didn't even care to see. So there you go. All right. Yeah, I like the earlier stuff better, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, if you don't say that, you can't, it's you're not yeah. you don't you lose yeah, your you're credit. Not, I yeah, love their not, old yeah. right before they broke up. You're not a real <laughs> fan, man. Yeah, and you, you can say that about every band except the Beatles, because if you say that about the Beatles, then you're like, I like their earlier stuff. Like, I wanna hold you. <laughs> then you're you not could. cool. But every other band, mm-hmm. you got to say that you're a fan of their older stuff. Yeah, so. like even the Stones. Uh, all right, well, I'll tell you what, let's uh, let's move on here. Talk about some uh, some comic books because that's what we comic that's books. what we have a tendency of of doing on this here show. Uh, Tom, you want to kick us off and and talk about what you have been enjoying of late? Oh, I will start. Uh, I wanted to pick a book from not this past week, but the week before. It is a Superman Batman number sixty three, uh, written Stop by. Stop trying to get me to read this book again. It's good. You keep doing this to me. It's uh, written by Michael Green and Mike Johnson. With art by Raphael Albuquerque, who's some sort of drawing monster. I don't know what world he comes from. Uh, with color by David Barron. It's a one-and-done story, which they've gotten very good at doing. It's also almost kind of an Elseworlds-type tale. It's about if Grodd took over the Earth, and everyone's under his command, and he's figured out a way to put kryptonite in the atmosphere so Superman had to leave, and now all that's left is Batman is like fighting against Grodd, and... The strangely, you know, he figures out a way to bring Superman. I mean, in the end, of Superman and Bat and Batman win. So they kind of kicked out the whole like this is now connected to continuity kind of thing. Well, it's still kind. There's a thing at the end. It's like a. I guess it's not really a spoiler for it, but it's just like Batman running a simulation of what could happen in like a computer, you know. Oh, but oh. the whole the this whole book is very loosely tied to continuity, and I think it's actually yeah. been for its benefit. I think. Superman Batman's become what all the other sort of like confidentials and mm-hmm. classifieds wanted to become but never actually succeeded in giving people the opportunity to I mean there were some really good stories yeah. but this book seems to have at times taken on sort of like a weird life of its own where it's been like oh this is a really awesome story and it always comes down to distilling like what's cool about Superman and what's cool about Batman sure. and putting them in opposition to each other and like comparing them. 
and uh, Green and Johnson have found numerous ways of doing it. They're all extremely entertaining, um, funny at times, and the Albuquerque art is... It's I mean, beautiful. You saw that full page with the sad grod as he realizes <laughs> that, super, that Superman's Superman. <laughs> about to kick his ass. You know? <laughs> there you go. Well, do you think... Sad, you know, I, I, really, I really enjoyed JSA Classified. It, yeah. was, it was a book that, that I enjoyed, and a lot of it were like, two and three issue stories but do you think they would have been better served by you know having a, a continual one and done formula for See, that I, I don't know i think it think only it works because i think green and johnson who have been writing it now for a while are really really good at that yeah at mm-hmm. doing this type of thing they come up with just these crazy stories like where they had the little justice league story where the which was awesome from the alternate world where there was miniature versions of the justice league you know, and it, kneecap. Uh, yeah, with Albuquerque did the art on that as well. And, and the, it was the, awesome. this is this is different than that. This is a little, it's a little, it's a little darker because the story is a little. It, it's got your favorite word in there, grit. It's a little grit. Gr- it's a little gritty. grittier. Uh, it, it's there's some J.J. Hardy in that book. Yeah, no, is this you, the Bruce Jason Wayne Kendall. Batman? Uh, yes, it is the Bruce Wayne Batman. Oh, well, book. then how much continuity, you know, can it really... It could have happened at any time. It could have happened 10 years ago. You don't or know. 10 years from now. Or 10 years from now. Because it'll be back. Or 100 years from now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, am, uh, I am with Batman right now where I was with Captain America about a year ago. I am completely fine uh, reading a DC world without Bruce Wayne. I am enjoying... Yeah. The, the Dick Grayson Batman I like me some immensely. Dick. Yes, you do like you that. Like to <laughs> Tim Seeley loves the dick. Uh, we already knew that. Well, you notice what they've been doing with Captain America. They do these theater of war books, and they're you know told in the past. So you know Captain America can't be dead, and you can still get new stories. So sure. if they, I mean, want to do the same thing with Batman, they you know they can you can always it. find a Steve Rogers story. You but just never. But you know. no, Steve Rogers has to. Be brought back now. Yeah, you know it's kind of you know. Is, um, wasn't he already? I didn't read that reborn thing, but he's coming back. I I, I have. Well, not, it I is not. called reborn. Yeah, it'd be kind of <laughs> weird get, about the end. Yeah. Spoilers. If it was in fact reborn, <laughs> it was like a fetus or something. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be but, like if saying Final Crisis was really the Final Crisis. I mean, that on. was it. The end of the DC universe. That's you know, it, guys. We're done. It, it seems <laughs> like you know both companies get into this this not habit, but you know just because a character dies doesn't mean that they're gone. I've read some of the best Blue Beetle stories. In the last in the last two or three years, and 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 what Cord's been dead for? Well, doesn't it increase the character's sales after they die? Sure. I mean, doesn't yeah. it be like, hey, let's blow his ass up, and then we'll tell stories about him, and then people will buy it because he got dead. Yeah. Like people are like, I love it because he's dead. Yeah, Cap- that's Cap- so weird. Well, Cap- Captain dead. Marvel in the Marvel universe was never really interesting until he did die. So, yeah, I mean that was so what, yeah, people are kind of creepy that way though. Mm. But like, um, we like our corpses. <laughs> but no, uh, seriously, check out this uh, this Batman Superman and damn you for uh, for showing it to me, Tom. Because it's that awesome. is beautiful. The art beautiful is art. awesome, and Grod it features Grod. So you know that's always it's, yeah. It, it has Grod written on top in big mm. letters. Which, yeah. See, I almost when I saw that I was like a Grod comic. I was like, oh, it's Superman and Batman. But I thought. Shit, I would have bought it just for the goddamn big I was like, evil oh, monkey. Shit. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, and it's it's great. It's a it's great. It's like a little, wet dream for you. A grind why isn't comic. there a monthly just evil monkey comic? Like in evil monkeys late, are pretty much the, in the late seventies. Uh, DC planned to do a to do a Gorilla City <laughs> comic book. And See, then, that would have been great. And then wasn't that that Julie Schwartz thing where if you put a monkey on the cover, cover sales go yeah, up? Yeah, exactly. Is Grodd the only Flash villain who isn't in it just to humiliate the Flash? I mean, he just. Wants to conquer the world, doesn't he? Yeah, he Grodd also wants to, wants to fling his shit. Everybody else just wants to say, <laughs> I got you, Flash. And Grodd also likes eating people. 
Does which, he really? Yeah. Do you eat people? They've sort of added that over the years. <laughs> That's fucked up. Well, I mean, <laughs> you can't always just be running for governor. It's bonus that there's a gorilla on the, it says Grod in big red letters on <laughs> yeah. top of it. But I was like, oh shit, Albuquerque. But yeah, I'll always keep your eye out on Superman and Bat- Superman Batman because it's one and done's or two part stories or three part ones, and they're not heavily continuity wise. So mm-hmm. if you see something that's interesting, pick it up, and they always do a really good job of making it an interesting, fun story. Cool. Highly commendable. Mr. Hansen, you got anything for us? Uh, Wrong. Hey. All right. (laughs) Swing and a miss. What's your first pick? Incredible Hulk number 601. Oh, go talk to Vince. <laughs> Greg Pak returns, uh, <laughs> you know, after a long absence. Mm-hmm. No, not too long. I mean, it hasn't been that long since World War Hulk. But, um, I mean, he hasn't lost a step. Uh, we, I thought that I was done with Hulk with uh, this Jeff Loeb run. But uh, as soon as I picked this one up, I was like, oh, this is how good it should be. You know, and I, I'm not the uh, – and the, the artist uh, – uh, I forget uh, who, who was on the, the guy who was doing Punisher uh, War Journal for a little while. Uh, Olivetti. Olivetti, yeah. Oh, Ariel Olivetti. Right. I don't know. That he did War Journal for a while. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's him You or know, that. big muscles and everything. Yeah. 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 More uh, of a painterly style. Right. But. Not my favorite style, but, you know, but good for this 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 turnaround, this change. You know, so, um, you know, they, I don't know if you guys have... Re- no, but but, uh, but Pack seems to have a really good grasp of that character. He's one of those guys that seems to really enjoy writing Hulk. Mm-hmm. Uh, Planet Hulk is, you know, if, if someone asked me, it's like, what's a good Hulk story that I should read? Just go right to Planet Hulk. It's my favorite Hulk story that's ever been written because it's, it's 12 issues. You really don't have to know a whole heck of a lot about Hulk history or even, you know, Marvel mm-hmm. continuity. You can just jump in. Does Hulk smash in this? Yeah. He does. <laughs> Best of all, no Dark Rain tie-ins. Ah, that's true. That's, well, is there a difference between that Hulk and Red Hulk, or is it the same book? It's I'm not reading the There's Hulk. There's like, how many Hulk? There's a like weird combination there where they, Incredible Hulk became Incredible Hercules, but then they which restarted, which is yeah. a good book, but then they restarted Incredible Hulk, even though that, well, whatever. It was, you know, they can do that whenever they yeah, want. Yeah. But. I think Pax and then that gonna... Red Guy is a different book altogether. I See, think, there you go. I think Greg Pack's going to just pretend that that whole Red Hulk thing isn't even happening. You know, kind of like Mark Millar is going to pretend that the Ultimates 3 never even happened. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. No, I, I Greg, Greg Pack's a guy that if he's writing Hulk, then then I'll check it out. So I might pick that up. So thank oh, you for the recommendation. Are you really? I'm, I might, because I, I really do like Greg Pack. You Pax. should stick around and make sure he buys it. Like, look like, <laughs> I thought you said while we were recording that you were going to try to put it up on yeah. the counter. It's like Chris won't. Don't let Chris leave without don't buying it. Put this in his box. He said he's going to buy this. <laughs> um, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Seeley. Uh, let's see. Um, you know what? I grabbed the first thing I grabbed when you guys were saying grab something to uh, say you read was that Guardians of the Galaxy 17 that came out this week was awesome. I haven't uh, picked up any of the other War of the King stuff because I just don't care about crossovers. But uh, I've been reading Guardians of the Galaxy from the get go, and I loved. The team when I was a kid from from the jump off. From when I was a kid, I love the uh, Valentino stuff. Um, and then now, of course, this is not the same team or whatever. But it's still a really uh, it's, it does the cosmic stuff. It's set in modern day Marvel continuity. It's not in the future. But um, 
It's just super, super fun. And the, the art last, is really the good. La- the last issue was. Yeah. This, well, what, the last issue was. The last oh, issue that's was right. It did have the old one. Where they yeah. went back. Okay, they that's went, true. They went but it wasn't forward the same to the kind of, old. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which was cool. But, uh, yeah, it's actually, it's just really well drawn. Uh, Brad Walker uh, has been kind of intermittent. I wish he would just have Stick a six, or, yeah. six to 12 issue run, but. Um, yeah, but when he's on, he's beautiful, awesome beautiful and uh, yeah, really good looking. But it's just really fun. Abnett Landing, uh, just I mean, they do action like nobody. I mean, it's not it's not a book. It's not going to change the world. It's not going to whatever. But it's just really really fun and it's consistently like every time that you know there's a moment down, there's another crazy something else happening. So and there's never like they they consistently sort of up the ante without you know not giving you downtime to get to know the characters because geniusly they have this little uh, debrief. Yeah, these debrief panels where basically it's only one <laughs> panel, but it's actually all you need because yeah. at that point you, that's what you learn about the characters. They're like, mm-hmm. so yeah, I mean, you got Rocket Raccoon and you know Gamora's. I mean, all these characters that I loved and oh, would have really wanted someone to use. Yeah, it's they use them extremely well. Warlock, uh, and they're you know they're really well used. They're not mm-hmm. uh, insulted for being sort of like B level characters. They're they're well oh, used. It's, and, it's, it's yeah, made it's celebrated. Made, it, yeah. It's made, uh, you know, uh, what Peter Quill, um, Star Lord, yeah, yeah, great character. Yeah. It's made Star Lord like a an, an important cool yeah. character. Totally. Um, oh, and uh, uh, Flag, uh, um, Jack, Jack Flag. Flag. Jack yeah, Flag. that was a weird addition. I didn't really know who that was, except he was in an issue of Thunderbolts I read once. Mm-hmm. So I was like, who the hell is this guy? But it's funny idea that he was sort of just dragged into this, and he, you know, he's not he he's an Earth like guy. He doesn't stuff. like cosmic stuff. I hate cosmic stuff. <laughs> yeah, but it's well, really well done. I mean, he's just well, kind they, of a, they know. they rescued him from the uh, from the negative zone negative zone prison that uh, that they built in uh, yeah in like Blastar tried to take over whatever yeah, yeah it was pretty brilliant yeah that's right they rescued from the prison yeah you know the, I, I guess probably the the best compliment I could give this is if you are a a fan of Star Wars you will probably dig this because it's a lot better than Star Wars because it doesn't have three really sucky. Volumes. I mean, it's wow. got. <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah. Well, I'm um, just saying, it's really good. It's, it's no, it's you just, know. it's just. It's, when it, are they going to add their Jar Jar Banks? <laughs> I mean, hypothetically, oh, they've yeah, added Groot. they've added their Jar Jar Banks, and except he kicks ass. Yeah, his Rocket Raccoon would be a mm. retarded ass idea if you handed him anything less than they do. Which but I think he's yeah. I mean, ass. yeah, and he's awesome. <laughs> I mean, I loved his original book. I loved it as a kid. But you know that that character is a raccoon. Been, so, yeah, it's, it's like been stupid. It's a he's, he's great. He's you know he's funny and uh, the way he interacts and mm-hmm. the dog, the fucking cosmic dog, yeah. the psychic dog. That's hilarious. Oh, Cosmo? The Cosmo, yeah, yeah, Co- that's hilarious. Cosmo, the, the, yeah, the so it's all good Cosmo. stuff. Like all all things that I wish I had thought of. That's a rare compliment. I wasn't for me a big fan of the debriefing scenes when this first started because I thought, okay, you know. You, 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 the debriefing happens after the mission's over, so you yeah, already, you know, you already know that everybody makes it through okay. Yeah, but I'm glad yeah. they don't want it. They don't die. Like yeah, you know. but they've been getting much better at using it. Yeah, uh, I think know, so. Going, they almost went away from it. It felt like there was a few issues where they didn't even. Well, have because a it was that crossover. Scene. Like they've been stuck in this sort of whatever cosmic crossover. Well, I mean, going on. You, you can say stuck in in War of Kings, but I mean they are very central to that, and Marvel's done a really good job of tying all of their cosmic together i've been trying to keep up with this since uh, annihilation yeah and it is from the beginning of annihilation to where we are now with war of kings it is one continuous story that has really turned into an epic epic tale and if you're a fan of cosmic go back and get the the annihilation hardcovers start there and come all the way up or you can just jump right in with with guardians yeah. and have 
have a lot of fun. But Marvel's Cosmic, I've been saying it for about a year now, is as good as it's ever been. They That's should start the, putting that on their books. Chris Neesman's been saying for over a year, year. It's as good as it gets. As good as it's ever going to get. <laughs> it's been absolutely seamless, really. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. I'm reading all you know, Nova, uh, Guardians, and I, I'm looking for continuity errors. I was like, there's not, they're not to be found. It's it's no, great. well, it, I mean, it's pretty single-minded in, in its its Rick, and Am I going to have to get you help for your continuity your continuity searching? Some, <laughs> Groot is to, taller in this one yeah. than he was in that one. This is wrong. Gonna, this I, is actually an intervention. I will not admit I have a problem. <laughs> Rick, I won't admit. Whenever we uh, whenever we said that you could be on the show, it was uh, it's actually we're not actually recording this. This is, this is just an intervention. <laughs> this is just an intervention with the microphone. <laughs> this is your safe place. Say whatever you want into that microphone. <laughs> This portion of Around Comics is brought to you by Netflix. Right now, you can start a free two-week trial by going to www.netflix.com forward slash around comics. At Netflix, you'll find over 100,000 titles to choose from, including classics and new releases, as well as TV series. Plans start from as low as $4.99 per month, and you can keep each movie as long as you want with no wait fees ever. Netflix has free shipping both ways, and you can expect your next selection to be delivered in about one business day. Now watch some movies and TV series over the internet for no extra charge. I use this service with my Xbox 360 and personal laptop and love it. So head over to www.netflix.com forward slash around comics and get started with your free trial today. I'm going to talk about Trade, um, which is about a series that I think we may have talked about the first issue um, a ways back was uh, Killer of Demons. It's a series from uh, uh, from Image. It is written by Chris Yost and drawn by Scott Wegener. And I like Scott Wagner. It is, uh, he is does he the Atomic Robo guy? Atomic Robo. Uh, he's done some other stuff. Um, he Did he do some maybe Brit? Maybe he did a Brit. couple issues of Punisher War Journal. Yeah, I mean, really he enjoyed. did some Marvel stuff. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you know, he has he has this great um, uh, image style is almost what I want to call it. That's very unfair to Scott to say that, but you could you could see his his art popping up in like Invincible or or Brit. I think know? it's actually very like sort of animated ish. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it has animated-ish. yeah it has a very nice animated feel to it. Animated, kind of like Astounding Wolfman. Yeah, yeah, like J- Jason Howard. Um, it's it's kind of in that school, I guess. But uh, but Killer Demons really fun uh, series, and th- this is the I guess the first mini series is what it would be. It's it's left open that it, that it could continue, but it's a really fun concept in in that uh, if if an angel of God appeared to you and said you have been chosen, you are the one. 
and your job is to kill demons. And we have given you a gift, the gift of sight, that you can see all of the demons who are masquerading as people. And now, oh, and the the angel is a cigar smoking cherub, by the way, but of that course. only you can see. And this is your job. It's it's a uh, you know I'm sending this message from God that this is what you have to do. And so, what do you do? Do you listen to the angel and and go and start killing? Any demon that you see, which many of them are your co-workers or people at the White Castle or... I assume or do you, demons oh, gather at White Castle, <laughs> my many excuses. No, they work, they work at White Castle. <laughs> and, and so, it's so fucking slow. And so <laughs> Dave, the protagonist, is like, is like, you know, am I going fucking crazy? And so he's very reluctantly following this angel's orders to kill these demons. But that's that's kind of the 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 top layer of it. Now, underneath that, Chris Yost, is, I guess he, he lives in L.A. now and is a comic book writer and a screenwriter and that. But before that, he worked in an ad agency in Detroit. And you, you find all this out in the afterward. No, I haven't been stalking him, Tom. It was in the book. Uh, he lives in a really nice place. <laughs> His wife's very attractive. Yeah. Um, <laughs> his dog twice a day <laughs> but he but he worked in an ad agency in detroit and so this uh dave the protagonist works at an ad agency and so the entire book is is filled with all of these funny ad agency uh moments the ad agency that he works for they uh they work on a on a cigarette and a mayonnaise account and so it's the uh you know the whole so you know smoking makes you sexy and mayonnaise is good for you is he and, responsible for um miracle whip saying that they won't tone it down <laughs> we, we won't. won't. We, we will not tone will this not down. Tone this down. We will not tone it down. So, and of course, and of course, the uh, the head executive and many of the people that work at the ad agency are demons, and their job is to is to make people do horrible, despicable things. And so they, you know, run this ad agency that uh, that that promotes cigarettes and and, and terrible food and all of that. So it's it's this really funny um, uh, satire on on advertising and and office environments and. What people will do to get to you know get ahead in the in the office uh, office environments and demon killing, which uh, it, it's more than anything, it's just a really fun comic. As if Detroit didn't have enough problems, apparently it's <laughs> filled with demons. Do you ever see the film? Like when because when it first came out, I was like, because we used to I watched this movie and then for for months, maybe a year after that, we'd quote it all the time. Was this film Frailty, which was a was kind of a similar idea. This guy. Basically, he's a demon killer, and he tells his sons, you know, son, I kill demons. And, and like uh, Bill oh, Paxton. Oh, yeah, and, uh, I saw that. But anyway, movie. like the idea was, you know, sort of is he crazy as shit, you know, and then, you know, that's the whole thing. Or is he just insane? Because everybody, yeah. when he kidnaps the people, they look normal, and he's killing these, like, this old woman or whatever. And you never see her turn into a demon. You just have to trust that he's right. His kids are like, uh... But yeah. yeah, sort of like that. It's funny because I think in the back it's either Chris Yoster or or Wegener who uh, who talks about you know the whole concept of it. And yes, we know it's not a completely original concept. Oh, okay. well, Stop nothing telling. wrong with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I, that's it just probably... made me think of that movie, which I really liked. Oh, so it's supposed to sound like Constantine meets The Office. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, that's that's kind of. Like there's anything original, it's, uh, but whatever, you know. No, it's kind. No, it is. They live. Except he's meets not a off, dick. It's they live meets Office Space. Well, that works too. That wow. that is probably the the mashup description I can give sure. for this book. Yeah, that sounds nice. great. There's always it's, that thing like awesome. for some it's reason, like if you work if you do a superhero book and you're like, hey, it's superheroes, and they and people are like, oh, that's new. But if you do something that's not, then all of a sudden everybody has a comparison for it. But if you're like, 
oh, I'm doing the super book where he like, you know, Fights he flies back. and stuff. And they're like, is that a little bit like Superman? No one ever says that. They're like, yeah. you know, for some reason that's okay. <laughs> but yeah, you do something like that and people are like, well, that sounds a little bit like, I mean, I get that with Hackslash all the time. I'm like, that sounds like Buffy or whatever. It's like, yeah, but you know, Spider-Man kind of sounds like Superman if you really fucking tried. I mean, it's like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. He fights bad guys and he wears, he wears red and blue. blue. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Now, speaking of um, speaking of hack slash, uh, how's how's everything going with the movie? I haven't. No, I guess he just, he just rolled his eyes, just like, no, shook his head, no, turned I mean, they, purple. They finally, you know, it's it's we've had that kind of consistent thing where. Now I now I'm at that point where it's just like every time someone asks me, like, don't fucking ask me. I don't know. But no, I mean, I think you know, like we've had a pretty standard experience with it, which is things change, studios get bought, other people get hired, blah blah blah. It's, which is normal. It's just that when you're working in comics, you're used to like, hey, I thought of this idea, and two months later it was on the shelves at fucking Dark Tower, and you know, mm-hmm. I mean, you have a more immediate. So, but they hired a new uh, director after the studio sort of reorganized after mm-hmm. they got sold. Um, but it's um, this guy Frederick uh, Bond who. Uh, was is like a commercial director and he's attached to the remake of the host with okay. Uh, okay. with producer mm. guy. It's uh, one of those Asian thing? horror movies, right? Yeah, which is a really good uh, one. It's a giant. Okay. You, you ever see the host? Uh, I've heard of. I'm not a big. It's a giant, uh, basically like tadpole Godzilla monster thing. It's great. Chris movie. doesn't watch horror movies. Very, it's not I, really horror. He's well, more of a kind of, he's more I, of like a big chill type guy. <laughs> I have. He to, looks like a big chill kind of guy. <laughs> I have to. Uh, no, I can't get past the uh, the wrist slashing at the uh, beginning of that movie. Uh, um, <laughs> no, I watch I watch horror movies on like Saturday afternoons. Oh, with they're all, nice and neutered. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's windows open, lights on, dog right beside. I bet me. if you watch a horror movie at night, you're like just a total pussy. Oh, you're just absolutely. Like, oh no! Oh shit! Oh no! <laughs> I can't. Oh god! I wish I had that experience sometimes. That'd be awesome. But it, that's that, so that, jaded. Like, that, the Halloween ruined me when I was like ten years. Really? Old. Ruined oh, that's me. such a great movie. Ruined me. No, I get it though. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I think I had that same experience as a kid. That shit freaked me out. And then as I got older and I just watched so many, now I'm. Kind of wish <laughs> I'm always like I'm watching every horror movie I watch to get that experience, but I, I'm not regretting. You'll never get it back. It's kind of like yeah, it's like it's I like mean, what scares your, you anymore? It's like your you? first make out or something like after or your first sex, chasing the dragon. After that, you're just trying to repeat that first you keep, experience. Yeah. You keep making out with 13 year old girls hoping to recreate <laughs> that experience. Maybe that would be the problem. I guess. <laughs> no, it's like I keep what? trying to make out with 13 year old girls, and it's just not the same. <laughs> I keep, getting, keep getting arrested. Um, no, like Children of the Corn. It, classic horror movie. Yeah. I can never get past like the opening scene where the kids <laughs> kill all of the adults in the diner, and I'm just like, oh, I can't. No, I can't watch. I can't. I can't. Do it gets this. a lot less scary as the movie goes on, so okay. maybe that would help you. But yeah. But I mean, yeah, scarier stuff is like working with working with Hollywood, I guess, instead of making watching <laughs> that's movies. The real horror yeah, story. That's the real horror story. But I mean, I think you know these guys are trying and they're doing a good job, and hopefully it'll be out mm-hmm. soon. And I don't know. At this point, I'm just sort of like, I just want to make. Have you seen? Have you seen? Have you been involved at all with the like the screenplay of it or the 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 script? Yeah, I mean, here's the weird thing. Like, you know how? I mean, comics. You like write a script, you turn it in, and like that's it. That's Mm -hmm. done. You know, you're like, there you go, hands off the artist. And they might get like one tweak or something. In Hollywood, they do not do that. So uh, they will rewrite that shit a million damn times. Even if like one studio exec's like, I love it, then someone else comes along and is like, we're rewriting it. So I've seen that script. 12, 15 times probably. No shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's always different. And there's stuff in there. Like uh, Todd and I, the original director, worked on one draft. So I wrote a bunch of crap for it. 
and I'll see it in the current drafts. Like I think I put that in there. I don't even know anymore because <laughs> it's all. I don't, you know? I, I don't know which version this is <laughs> exactly. But I mean, they're gonna do it until they get. And you know, when the current director, the new director comes on, he's gonna, you know, want things changed and stuff. And uh, so by the time I guess when we see it, it'll be probably so different from the first script I wrote that I'll be as new to it as everybody. It's gonna else be the is. new Superman sequel by the time. <laughs> wow. But I mean, I think like the I. The, as soon as I complain, I'm like, you know, Wonder Woman has been in production for 17 years and it's not been. Mm. Yeah. It's in development hell for 17 years. Like, this shit is not unusual. No. I was living like, I was breathing rare air before and I think now it's just like, oh, this is how it works. They take some time, they make sure they like it. They, you know, they don't want to do something that they don't. I mean, it's a lot of money. It is a lot of money if it so. just fails. Yeah. That's yeah, exactly. a lot of money. And they, so they put a lot of, you know, I mean. Well, we're we're talking to uh, Greg Rucka uh, much later tonight. Uh, it'll be an upcoming episode, by the way. And uh, why I mean, Yeah, why I mean, yeah, he shit. That, that movie was filmed how many years ago? Well, yeah, that's the thing. It's like it, it's coming out uh, this September, September 11th. It's been delayed a couple times. It's it, been it, ready. I for, think the movie's been done for a year and a half. Oh, yeah. I rem- I, I'm done. pretty sure that yeah, it's done and shelved for a long time. Yeah, which I never understood. I was like, because they. Is it because they're like waiting for the perfect time, or they don't like it? Or well, I mean, well, I think th- of that movie Trick or Treat, which was a fucking nightmare. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to come out last Halloween, and or maybe it was two Halloween. Well, I think there. what they were looking at, and I'm probably talking out of speaking out of turn, but the, I think the studios looked at all of the big blockbusters. Well, that you've came been out reading Greg's year. email. You've been reading Greg's mail. Yes, so, you know, <laughs> yes, yes, I go through his mail, steaming <laughs> it open. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know how many frequent flyer miles I have for <laughs> these these red eye trips to yeah. Portland? It's amazing. But uh, yeah, it's like you know, even you know, that's the thing it's like people will get excited whenever something gets optioned and it's yeah, like it doesn't mean shit first of all it may never get made and yeah. second of all the word that, option itself is so non-committal yeah no it's, <laughs> it actually doesn't mean anything it basically yeah. means like we want to talk to you about doing this but we don't want you to talk to anybody else yeah. that's all it means that's yeah. that's the only thing we so. we have a window of exclusive no- negotiation yeah exactly basically. yeah so i mean it's a, yeah i mean i think in the future <laughs> if i ever work on this stuff again i'll i'll learn that i think one of the well, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't such a bad idea, but I think when, you know when we got the sort of people interested in doing the Hank Slash movie, we were so excited because it was our first sort of thing to do it, and so I think it ended up helping sell the book. But on the other hand, uh, it really was premature. I think I should have just shut the fuck up yeah. and not said anything until the movie came out and be like, surprise, you know, yeah, it's a Hank Slash movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, now it's like I'll see you at Starbucks. Hey Tim, how's it going? Good. Yeah. yeah any word on uh, Hack Slash movie? It's like fuck you. Let me have my macchiato <laughs> well, in peace. Yeah. Well, I just feel like. That's always the bummer, too, is like, you know, I know people get excited about that sort of notion. Oh, we're like happy a, for you. Yeah. But on the other hand, it's like, I'll see people at cons, and they'll be like, ask me about the movie. I'm like, do you, do you care about the comic No, I just care about that movie. <laughs> I don't even that like note, comic books. On that note, how is the comic going? What's uh, where are we at? Good. With we just came out with twenty five issue twenty five. So to me, so maybe this is kind of a not way to to sort of uh, gauge anything, but 
Uh, when I was a kid, two of the series I loved the most were uh, Dark Hawk and Sleepwalker, and they didn't make it too much farther than twenty-five. So validation. They, and, Tim, but they you made, need to aim higher. Than but they had the a big imp- <laughs> yeah. But they had a big impression on me. Yeah. So my theory is is that you need to be a, a Spider-Man fan really quickly here. <laughs> I, I, I like that step, but uh, you know, but if that had such a big impression on me as a kid, then maybe I have a chance of having some kind of impression on something. Because we've been around for 25 issues, plus more, I mean, because we had the one-shots before yeah. that. So I guess hypothetically we're really at, like, issue 37 or something. But, uh, but you know, I'm just glad we got that far and we still sell and we still make comics. And, you know, I'm okay with that. I'm all right. Yeah, I mean, not a lot <laughs> of indie flat. books. Indie um, books don't often, I mean, I know how it is with indie books and, you know, it's rough. They and disappear. We, you know, they just sort of disappear sometimes. Yeah, and we I don't think we're in danger of that. I think, we, you know, if, if I get to the end of the story, I'll be able to do it and that's mm-hmm. nice to know. How are the yeah. uh, um, and I always uh, am curious about this. How uh, are the sales on like the omnibus? Does it do pretty well, well? for me? The I mean, the omnibus is the makes more than the series does. I mean, the trades make mm-hmm. a lot more on Hackslash than the series do. Well, you know, it's kind of the old thing. The the the, the singles help finance. Yeah, they help finance the, yeah. the series, but the at least for I mean, that's what I, I mean. I think that's going to be the the thing for me, unless the sort of internet stuff works out differently. Is just that you know, making the comic works because it. it it you know makes money, but I pay myself off the trades and the and the omnibus especially because you know it's a nice big fat book and I think we yeah. sell almost as many copies of the omnibus which costs thirty bucks as the trade as the regular series which costs three yeah so if we sell the same amount that's ten times more obviously you know it's just the content I mean, it's getting to that level of having that much content which I think is what kills a lot How of many books. issues are in each one of the omnibuses eighteen so you know the first that's one was all size. the stuff beforehand and then. The ones uh, that you know, one through seventeen or whatever, or eighteen was the one after that. So, yeah, it's seventeen issues of content. That's a lot of shit. That but I mean, it's just content. hard to stay around. I think for a lot of indie books to stay around that long to get that point where you have a nice fat ass book. Eighteen issues, you know, a lot of yeah. Those and you know, I mean, monthlies yeah. come out and then they go on the back issue, man. Whereas, you know, the omnibus comes out. I get orders for it every month. Mm. Uh, you know, and it's it's a thirty dollar book, and so like and it's, it's second printing. For yeah, the first one. It's, it's almost in its third at this point. So it's like. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the way to go for I th- if you can get enough readers to make a book last. Then I think with like an indie book, you become sort of like people buy their monthly fix of superhero stuff or Marvel books or DC books, and then they'll buy that your stuff and trade or or whatever. It's also easier to get. Yeah, if yeah. you don't have a shop mm-hmm. then. I, yeah, actually, yeah, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I still need to pick. It. I'm going to pick it up tonight, and I'm going to have you sign it. Oh, that's very nice. Yeah, I'd are, bring you one if I had any. But, are, yeah. are you? Uh, no, no, no. I want to want to help support you in this fine, fine shop here <laughs> at Dark Tower Comics. Yeah, you're going to get you're going to get floppies if you get Marvel because you won't look like a tool if you have indies and omnibus on your shelves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm so hurt. You, have, you, you should have, see this guy's you, place. You have a Spider-Man omnibus. <laughs> Trust me, geek. there's no shame involved. There's no anyone shame. who has that many shelves of tiny figurines. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Guys, true story. I'm a little, I'm a little afraid. I have a photographer coming over to my house tomorrow. I'm gonna be in. Oh, you're gonna be on Obsessed. <laughs> hoarders on that show. Oh, hoarders is. I love that show. It's like, oh, I'm not that bad. This isn't. This doesn't seem that unreasonable. <laughs> Intervention with me in the next episode. Obsessed with yeah. Chris. It doesn't seem that odd to keep all of this stuff. <laughs> They're hero clicks. They're collectible. Yeah. They're collectible. Well, you you make, need 25 Hydra members. You need to make three piles here, Chris. Hey, hey, I've played a team with 25 Hydra agents. So you need you to keep shut, all of them. You just shut your mouth. I need to keep all of these. But uh, no, I've got a. An I've aim got, versus Hydra game. 
That would be awesome. No, shield versus Hydra. Each one of these agents has a special meaning. Yeah. They do. I name them. Um, but uh, no, I've got a photographer coming over for Red Eye because I, I, uh, I'm in an article about fantasy football and they're going to take a picture of me in my, my home office. So I have to football it up a little bit. So I've got to, you know. Why are you in a. Why, that's amazing, by the way. Why are you in an article about fantasy football? Because I am I am a obsessive compulsive fantasy football player. Oh, okay. <laughs> Ella, okay, that's the El, El, yeah. Elliot, Elliot's right. Do you there. want me to help you football it up? Um, you just have Packers shit, though. Yeah. You, you, what are you gonna do? I've got some football stuff at home. I'll have to take the Iron. You're man really gonna have down. to like um, sort of man up that room. Just kind of a little. Put a I'm, lot of date rape drugs all around. That's very, that's I'm, very, I'm <laughs> gonna scare the shit out of this photographer. He's gonna be like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. Well, you now. know, this, the, uh, the these red are eye. my collectibles. <laughs> <laughs> the red eye guy was just at uh, Devil's Due a couple weeks ago. I think mm-hmm. he's seen about it, everything. So you're all right. You're, we'll you're see. Right. Well, it'll be it'll be it'll be interesting. I was like, you just need to adjust your angle and there, and just not just not shoot the several. Look over trip. here towards the bear stuff. <laughs> I'll have my RAM. I have to pull out some of my RAM stuff from Saturday. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, um, uh, so Hackslash still still uh, um, rolling out. But you are doing some uh, some work at Wildstorm now with uh, with Wildcats. Wildcats. Yeah. <laughs> I like I like I like how you have to do. I'm that. I'm like your hype man every time. <laughs> you mean Wildcats? <laughs> um, mayhem. Um, there's the the I fanboy not the man the oh yeah you don't want to be like Tyrese. <laughs> Wildcats. Mayhem. <laughs> uh, Wildcats written by? Uh, Adam Beechin. Oh. The, uh, the man. I like Adam Beechin. Yeah, he's a good guy. Uh, so, yeah. It, uh, so, it's because I always have that weird thing. I, sometimes, I don't know, people don't know how to, like, like one of those guys that, like, oh, I write this book, but I draw that book. People kind of like, what the, what? I don't know. Why don't, why don't you, just, you just pick a life? But yeah, or just, why don't you write your own book or draw your own book? Like, no, 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 that's whatever. But yeah, so I draw the Wildcats. That's not Tim um, Seeley's way. Yeah. But I just I finished drawing issue twenty today, so what issue fourteen just came out? We're a little bit ahead, but uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so it'll come out on time. It'll come out absolutely. Have no you worries like, if you're pre-ordering. It yeah, will come exactly. out on that time. will come out on time. I guarantee it. So. What, Wildcats is a is a weird book in that it can be really really good or really fucking terrible. <laughs> um, is yours the good? I, or is yours the, terrible? the good or the really fucking terrible? I mean, I think like I mean I don't know if you guys the current run the. How is everything? The I think it's really good. Like ever since mm-hmm. the, the World's End thing, I think was you know sort of a solution to doing the reboot with Grant Morrison, Jim Lee, and then just nothing, not happened, happened. nothing happened. Yeah. And so Gene Ha, uh, and the Authority that was Gene Ha. Was oh, doing, the, you know, yeah, Gene Ha was yeah the Wildcats. Okay. Was, and I mean that basically that whole thing was sort of an aborted didn't didn't happen. So um, so they came up with the idea of sort of ending their universe, which is like going one step further than the sort of mm-hmm. like what if they actually sort of destroyed the whole shit and. Uh, um, so anyway, the Wildcats now, since Gage took over um, when the relaunch series, um, uh, it's really good. I, I mean, I, I was actually reading it when I got the job, which is cool because that doesn't hasn't happened hadn't happened to me before. You're like, oh, uh, I already like this. I already like this. I can actually do the pitch piece and know yeah. what I'm fucking drawing. Well, Be- Beechin's yeah. a good writer, and, and Beechin's good. It, it was kind of unfair to some of the other books at Wildstorm because Stormwatch PhD was a rock solid. Oh book. yeah, super good book. Yeah. Um, I love I th- that book. I thought Gale's uh, Welcome to Tranquility was a, that's was coming a, back too. That's actually another series coming yeah, out. Grossly overlooked book. Oh for I, sure, my favorite work that Gale has done. I thought that was just a fantastic series. I mean, I think they had that sort of thing where. You know they're they're really the only the third sort of ongoing superhero universe. So it's like, but you know they have that sort of lower size, not as many books, and it's mm-hmm. they come out through DC. So you know it's harder to sort of 
get attention. Separate think, yourself. But yeah, separate yourself. But you like drawing uh, it though? Oh, it's, it's a cool, blast. Cool yeah. Characters, I mean, man. in the story that we're doing, uh, so Adam's sort of take on it has been, uh, it's the biggest team book on the stand. So basically, like we, I think there's. It's more every issue, but I think the first issue I drew forty some characters on the team, and I think Jesus. the second issue, I think the second issue, issue twenty was like, it might have been fifty. So by the end, I cover pretty much every. You're character. like the George Perez, George Perez of, of Wild, Wild, Wild Storm, of the Wild <laughs> Storm universe. Yeah, I mean it's, I mean, but it's fine. There's for me an homage to an earlier Wildcats <laughs> cover yeah, in the background. Yeah. In the background, but I mean, I'm kind of, you know, I'm okay with that because speed is something I've worked on for years, so I can actually. It's okay. I can do it. I go, go a little fucking eye crazy by the end of the day. But um, yeah, I mean, so it's just it's really fun and like you know. So obviously, there's the the sort of a players take the front seat and the everybody's favorite secondary characters get a lot of play in the background. And um, so yeah, it's just sounds cool. huge team and they're just it's like the world is destroyed. So they're sort of uh, they're concerned about damage to the rest of the world is not as great as it would be if. So if you punch a dude through a building and well the world's already fucked up, we don't really care. So you get to do a lot of big. I mean, it's kind a lot of, of rubble. I think they're trying to combine sort of the you know what was great about the sort of Ellis run of Authority or or, or the Miller Hitch runs of those mm-hmm. things. Were, or what was that? It was huge and it was this huge scale. And now that's sort of been appropriated by Marvel and DC. Um, but this is sort of going well. We're just taking it another step beyond because we can do that. So it's just huge and wild. I guess. That's what issue do you start on? Nineteen. Nineteen. So. Okay, and four, yeah. fourteen just came out. So yeah, and Ryan Wynn is inking it, who uh, just got Harvey nominated for his stuff on the Darkness, and he's amazing. And uh, uh, our colorist, uh, whose name escapes me at the moment, because I've only seen one page, but it's going to be a really good-looking book for sure. That way, I know I'm, I'm being I'm being brushed on with the uh, with high talent. So it'll look nice. great, and it's really fun. So I don't We're know. Like, I mean, we'll put Seeley with the good people. Yeah, exactly. Maybe even him out a little bit. <laughs> And then uh, um, you're doing some web comics. Yeah, I don't know if this is the greatest idea. I just thought I would experiment. <laughs> so I, don't I got know. A, I, the Tim Seeley way. I got a little bone to pick with you on this. I see, which I expressed to you earlier this yeah. week. <laughs> see, now I don't think about podcasts as competing, so that kind of cracked me up, and I was like, "Oh shit, you're right." But so here's the to me, Bird City Online, which is where I post my new strip, mm-hmm. which is called Colton Noble and the Mega Lords. It's uh, basically a sort of romantic teen sex comedy 80s cartoon uh but in any case so i met i found these guys because of their blog i actually i don't i'll, I'll admit it i don't get a chance to listen to a lot of podcasts because my computer <laughs> hearing hear, hear him apologizing here. Yeah. yeah my computer doesn't handle this shit too well so uh it's so full of crap so anyway i don't listen to a lot of them but i would always go to their blog because they post a lot of uh you know custom figures and they do vinyl toys and they do all this shit so I was always I I always check out their blog. So um, my friend Jenny Frizen, who you guys know, mm-hmm. uh, said, "Well, you should meet these guys." So I, I went and talked to him one day. I was like, "These guys are right on the level. They're huge like '80s cartoon nerds. They're huge toy fans." Which Ben and Max, right? Ben and Max, yeah. yeah. And, is, and this, you know, is, this is these are the guys that do the Nerd City podcast here in Chicago. And I'm yes. just giving Tom or Tim crap about it. They're they're good guys. But, sure, and it so, is but, I, but, yeah. I, but I get I get this email from Tim this week. It's like, hey, check out my webcomic at nerdcity.com. I'm just like, motherfucker. Well, you couldn't have had you couldn't have at least asked us. We would have been so happy. I never to even yeah. thought about it. But no, <laughs> no, you can't. But my thinking on it, I mean, my thinking on it definitely was so the. The thing with comics, uh, you know, obviously print Cap- comics yeah, is it yeah, has a very certain audience. audience. Yeah. Well, it has a certain audience. It's not even a small audience, but it's a certain audience. And web comics allows you to do certain things. And a lot of people who, who, for instance, 
read like um, you know uh, I, I can't even think of the name of the popular web comics, but um, the ones that you know like Penny Arcade, Penny Arcade yeah, yeah, and stuff. Yeah, you know, PV, these yeah, are different PVC. kind. Of, yeah, they're different kind of people. PVP. A lot yeah. of them are video game people. A lot of them are fans of just just like funny stuff. They go mm-hmm. once a day. Um, a lot of web comic fans are not comic book fans. Sure. Sure. It's, I mean, not yeah. that they would be adverse to it, but no, it's just they, just they not, read you know, webcomics. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah, nothing wrong with that. The thinking was is that if I went for a sort of trying out a different audience, uh, that I might, because I think you know, Colt Noble, uh, the strip uh, would be a tough sell. I think as a, I mean, sitting down the stands next to Green Lantern, you know, Black as Night, where people are ripping each other's faces off and. You know, skull fucking, you know, whatever superheroes. I, it's going to be a tough thing. It's kind of a funny comic. It's a romantic yeah. sort of teen sex comedy with like a PG rating. Is there any faces getting ripped off? Or? Not even at all. So I think it's a tough sell to do it right off the bat. Solicit it in Diamond, do yeah. the standard route. Um, but I just wanted to do an experiment. I wanted to see kind of like how these, you know, what's the sort of uh, reach of web stuff? What's the, you know, the return users? Blah, blah, blah. Like just trying to try, I don't know. I'm at a point where I can finally try something, so I'm going to do it. I just cool. thought I'd give it a shot. Have fun. Um, yeah, so it's on Nerd City Online. Uh, the first 50, 20 pages are up. It's a 44-page comic. Um, so yeah, but you can read it for free. Just go on to Nerd City. they got a banner on the side. Um, I mean, the goal eventually is to just sort of, you know, I will put it I hopefully in print, I guess, if people Trade. Go straight to trade off. Yeah, I mean, I would probably go straight to like a one-shot and then add a print-exclusive story. Mm-hmm. Um, well, 44 pages. Yeah, That's 44. more like a prestige. Like yeah, and then trade. I'll do an eight-page... Uh, Exclusive story that's just for print, and I'll put all the sketches and all the sort of stuff in there. So cool. Um, but I mean, you know, try it out. It's free, and you know, I mean, it's funny. I hope, and it's kind of, it's like teasy sexy. It's like PG thirteen sexy, so it's not dirty, but it's uh. So you're still you know. once again trying to recapture that feeling of kissing that thirteen <laughs> year old girl. I mean, because the basic story is like the approach How that I, I want to take. How can I do this artistically? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How can I do this where they won't arrest me? Because the idea was basically like, you know, sort of um, if you were Shazam or He-Man or any kid who turns into adult, do you use it to save the world or you use it to try to get ass? That's the idea. That's the basic idea. So, But I also kind of want to set it in that world of this sort of uh, space opera, which is, you know, the sort of Star Wars, Master of the Universe, Thundercats, Everything that you just, like, geek out about. Yeah, 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 exactly. For people that don't know this, Tim, um, one of the biggest masters of the universe fans <laughs> maybe on the the planet earth well well i mean yeah, sure yeah okay i'm a nerd but in any case <laughs> i love that about you this it is just an cracks homage. me up well, it's sort of what are you doing on the show <laughs> it was it, the funniest thing is whenever we talked to uh to uh, don, don, glute. don glute yeah i was gonna say have you met don glute yeah i did a show with him and he his, he, he cracked me up, and part of his, he was actually part of the we inspiration. We were so excited to talk with him. Well, he could he, care less about Master He's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had to write all that shit. Which <laughs> is cool. I mean, I understand it. But, I mean, to me, that was it was actually sort of one of the reasons that I came up with Cole Noble was, you know, these are sort of corporate things. They're made to sell toys. Yeah. They're not yours at all. Uh, you know, G.I. Joe movies, proof of that. It's just more sort of, you know, selling toys, selling plastic items to kids. So this is trying to do something sort of more personal with that shit that was mass marketed to us, you know, which still mass market us. I mean, you know, there's still Star Wars is still just a giant toy pumping engine. Uh, and what? <laughs> it's what it you is. Mean, you mean my you know. Millennium Falcon is not a, a personal representation of George Lucas's vision, <laughs> personal vision of the world in plastic form? Sure. And this is that sort of attempt to, you know, take it away from that sort of like corporate approach and just have a good time and make it. It's about, a, you know, it's a kid who's in love with a girl that he'll never have because she's much older than him. But if you suddenly were able to turn into 
uh, a studly masculine like guy. Like big meets. Yeah, there you go. Big meets Shazam. <laughs> big meets Fast Times at Ridgemont. High. High. How's that? Nice. And Shazam. With a dash of Shazam. With Shazam, yeah, exactly. <laughs> On Star Wars Planet, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, there you go. All right. Well, uh, we need to we need to start wrapping this one up. All right. Um, you have all that stuff coming out, uh, but you're also going to be one of our guests at the Windy yes, City the Comic Windy City Con, Comic-Con. which is coming up here in uh, just a couple weeks, folks. Um, so four weeks. Woo! Um, as we record this, it's like 22 days. Yeah. So it's uh, under a month. So whenever this comes Hot. out, it's going to be about three and a half weeks. Yeah. And it's uh, yeah, I'm getting a little scared. But, Dude, it's uh, gonna be amazing. The last one, you guys, it was like you. It seemed like you winged it off your ass, and it was amazing. So, what are you worried about this time? We've <laughs> had a whole year to plan. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's it's still it's getting it's getting right down to the end. But uh, no, we're really excited about the guest list, and glad that you're coming back this year. You're gonna have a uh, you're gonna be doing sketches there. Uh, your art, uh, your art dealer, Cadence Comic Art, is gonna yep. be there. So you'll be able yeah. to buy Tim Seeley original art and, and a whole shitload of other guys <laughs> and girls. That are mm-hmm. represented by Paulo Belfield. Yeah, pa- I talked to Paulo uh, yesterday, and and kind of going back to when I first uh, first mentioned the show to him, and he saw the guest list. He's like, half the people I rep are at the show. I gotta <laughs> yeah, come. Yeah, exactly. So, and he's bringing Titus down from uh, from nice. Boston, and I think one of the other guys. And from then New he York. shows up at my wedding two weeks later. He's a badass. He lives in New York. It's yeah, a lot of traveling. Yeah, yeah. Paulo is he's a he's a dedicated guy. So <laughs> we're uh, we're looking forward to, to seeing him and having you at the show, and like we just. Uh, uh, everybody should know the announced guest by now. Just go to WindyCityComicCon.com, and you can pre-order your tickets if you want. We we certainly encourage that, and and actually that will guarantee you a gift bag, which we got some really sweet stuff uh, nice. for the gift bags, and you'll be able to uh, to beat the lines and go right into that pre-registered and uh, and guest registration line if you do that. So go over to WindyCityComicCon.com and uh, and get your pre-registered tickets if you will. And uh, Mr. Hanson, you will be uh, one of our our cornerstone volunteers. Here's again at that show. Yes, it will be my job to usher any 13-year-old girls directly to <laughs> Mr. Sealy. <laughs> nice. See, you're, you're, catching, uh, nice. you're catching on, kid. Wow. Yeah. I'm trying to recapture the magic. <laughs> it's not coming through in this webcomic. <laughs> Come here, kid. Come here. Get over here. You could uh you can catch uh, Tom three yeah. three times a week on uh, on Tom versus the Flash. Yeah. And you have uh this is oh my god. <laughs> this is the last this is the last time that, that we're going to record. We got one, a couple more episodes coming out. Yeah. But the, tonight's the last night that we're recording that you're going to be a, a single man. Yeah, it's true. Um, how's that? How's that going to work with the, uh, your Tom versus the Flash schedule? Well, it's the same. The neutered Tom versus the Flash. Uh, <laughs> I think I, I think Iris is being really reasonable in a lot of her. Demand. <laughs> She's being really reasonable in a lot of her demands. Today. <laughs> I'm this lying. Iris is being a bitch. I just can't say it really loud. I can't say it really loud. This episode is under the covers now. I, I'm in recording in the kitchen. I'm recording in the dining room now. So it's, Say hi, honey. Uh, it's more echoey. But I kind of like it. It sounds like I'm an old-timey radio station. <laughs> in this episode. In this episode. Hey. So check that out. Uh, Tom versus The Flash three times a week. You can also listen to a little bit more of me on 11 O'Clock Comics with Vince B. and uh, King Dad. 
Dap and Jason Wood. Well, and you guys give me nicknames. King Dap. That's <laughs> the David A. Price. Jesus That's a Mart Lawrence character. That's got to be. No, I just made it up. <laughs> yeah. It just sounds like I think one. that was on In Living right. Color. It wasn't King Dap, yeah. one of the characters. I want, to, uh, want to thank everyone for uh, leaving us iTunes reviews. I'm going to catch up by uh, naming you all here in the, in the next couple of weeks. But I appreciate y'all. that. Uh, keep doing that. Uh, also, voicemails. You can call us at 1-888-977-5903. Next week, uh, which we're recording tonight, so don't send in voicemails for it. Uh, we are going to be doing a bunch of uh, voicemails for our 250th episode. And, That's special. Uh, and, you said and, nothing special. That's special. Well, what's special is that we're going to have the prodigal son returning. That's right. The, so, return, the return of Brian Salazar. I don't know if I've been on recording with Sal in the last months? four or five years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How long have we been doing the show? Ten <laughs> years? Yeah, it feels, it feels like that. What? So, uh, and as always, we are uh, proud to help support the uh, Hero Initiative. Uh, do something good to give back to all of the veteran creators that have given so much to us as comic book fans. And these folks need your help uh, in an extraordinary way. And you can check out more information on why and how you can help by going to www.heroinitiative.org Alright, I think that is everything uh, I want to thank uh, uh, Rick Hansen for making his Around Comics debut You're welcome Good job Well done, newbie Way to go Virgin Way to go uh, Mr. Tim Popped Seeley. his 13-year-old chair Yeah um, is, that first anything first like, last. is that anything like making out with a 13-year-old Tim? <laughs> Being with a man on the this first is, time This is going to get me investigated I'm going to be uh, like, god damn it, damn. caters <laughs> Son of a... Why does the why phone is your, keep clicking? Also, Killer of Demons has some hilarious FBI and World of Warcraft. Um, it's, uh, uh, Wait, so, did you parallel the FBI and the World of Warcraft? That's the, 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 um, <laughs> the, the, the protagonist's brother is an FBI agent, and his job is to play World of Warcraft all day trying to find uh, pedophiles. Because <laughs> because his, his, his all of his user information is that he's like a 13-year-old girl, and oh, so he's geez. always going up to other people in World of Warcraft going, hi, I'm a 13-year-old girl. <laughs> awesome. Wait, but is it is it technically illegal if she's just a digital elf? Well, okay, we need to end, end this, this now. now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Tom, Tim Seeley, man, you are always welcome back on the show. You just oh, drop us a line and uh, definitely uh, be on the lookout for Wildcats. And there was out. nothing personal about the Golden Nerd City, just so you know. That I know. I didn't even I think. Know, I just I thought, know, hey, this would be cool. Just, just giving you a little shit. I know that you don't know anything about the internet. We don't so. give a <laughs> <laughs> So what, uh, how do people get to this thing <laughs> <laughs> on their computers? A series of tubes. Do you send them a flat... Do, they, do we send everyone a floppy disk with the pictures <laughs> on it? Check out Hackslash coming out uh, from Devil's Due Publishing. Go up, run over whenever you buy the JLA Avengers at In Stock Trades. You know, all orders over $50 uh, ship for free. So you can tack on that, that, hack, on omnibus. that Hackslash Omnibus and a couple other things and, uh, and you get some free shipping. So uh, I want to thank Mark for uh, hosting us here, as always, at Dark Tower Comics and Collectibles. Uh, everyone have a fantastic rest of your week and weekend. We'll be back again on Monday with our 250th episode extravaganza yeah. or something. Thank like you, that. everybody. Sad, uh, sad, really, that we've done it too. <laughs> all those hours, <laughs> all those countless what hours. It may be the last episode. What are the percentage of those that are good? <laughs> a third, at least. Like 70, Which maybe, is still, or still a tremendous amount of. <laughs> 
a yeah. tremendous amount of listening. I like their older stuff there. better. Yeah. <laughs> Before the format changed. Nice, you brought it back around. Um, yeah. You gotta keep this guy. He's the, in he's, the meantime. He's the continuity guy. Sorry. In the meantime. Oh. Whoa, Tim. <laughs> we'll was be everywhere. Losing again. his shit at the end of the episode, knocking Mike's up. And around. Um, comments. I'm leaving, knocking Mike around. I got excited. It was a through line. Oh. <laughs> expressed in the interviews or by guests of the show are solely those of the individuals expressing them and may not reflect the opinions of Around Comics. Any reproduction, rebroadcast, or retransmission without the express written consent of Around Comics is strictly prohibited. All content presented in this program is the sole property of Around Comics, and this has been an Around Comics production, copyright 2009.